Being an essential worker during COVID-19 has gotten pretty crazy. Definitely has changed. Our orders have more than tripled and it seems like people are turning more to this delivery as the stay-at-home orders are put into place. More and more people are relying on grocery delivery services. A representative for Instacart says order volume is up 150% into their app. Has no matter if it's delivering groceries or food from a restaurant, I'm out here providing hot meals and meals for everyone. <laughs> um, it has been hard. I'm not with my children right now. I'm not living with any family. I'm actually staying at an Airbnb. It costs me $600 a week to stay in this one room. And I can only do that because of the deliveries have went up and um, it's been really hard. You know, every day when I go out, I just wonder, is today the day I'm catching COVID-19? My name is Wendy Reynolds. I'm 34 years old and I'm from Elkhart, Indiana. I'm a food delivery driver. This is my diary and this is my story. Before COVID-19, I had a lot of hobbies. I would love to go out. My, my best thing was like nature. I love to hunt like rocks, find geodes and agates. It's something that I really get into. I do it all the time. And with COVID, you know, that really, you know, I don't go out and do all that. There's not a lot of meetings and shows. I used to hold shows and stuff. And, you know, it was like rock shows. People could come to it. And I would make dream catchers. And, you know, I would rent out booths at little different, like, art venues and stuff. And I would do stuff like that, like, every weekend. One of the best ones was probably just my first show, just because I was so excited. And... And a nice place down in Elkhart, Indiana. It's called The Place on Main. And they were so friendly. And they just made a beautiful atmosphere for my show. And they had like an open like area where you could just have drinks, food. They had a beautiful music. They had people in there playing for me. And it was just for me to sell my art. And it was just a beautiful setting. And I just remember feeling that night like this is a great moment. And now, you know, that's we don't do any of that anymore. I love going out and helping the homeless, which is something I do. I usually give out 200 sack lunches each summer by myself. Me and my daughters will load them up and get them out there on the streets and just things that we've done, you know, that just warm my heart. You know, we're missing out on definitely this year from COVID. In my life, I've had my ups and downs just like anyone else. And I have found myself out about and needing and being a, a person in need. And I always thought, it would be something so meaningful to teach my kids what it is like to give to someone that is less fortunate. You know, you see people out there on the side of the road, hungry, laying down, sleeping on the side of the road. And my kids, they don't understand, but their mother has been there. And so I make sure to teach my kids, you know, to always give to others. And it's a big thing for me to hit the streets and to give out those lunches. Whenever I take my daughters out to do the sack lunches, you know, they get really excited. You know, they're excited the whole process, uh, collecting all the stuff, you know, all the goodies that we get to go into the sacks and then just making the sandwiches and making up the sacks. And then we get out on the streets, you know, they're, 
they're into it. My daughters are into it. You know, they're looking, mom, do you think we could help that person? Mom, you know, and you know, we're never videoing, you know, we never take pictures, you know, they know not to do anything like that, you know, and, and, and it warms my heart when I see them not to eat, they don't even try to do anything like that, you know, and they're always just, um, you know, giving and it's just real heartwarming, you know, and I've been thinking about that at least the last two weeks has been on my mind. Like, what am I going to do about the sack lunches this time? What am I going to do? When is this going to stop? Is it going to stop? Am I going to be able to safely hand out lunches this time? Experts estimate restaurants in Wisconsin have lost $630 million during the COVID-19 pandemic. Delivery and takeout orders have become their lifeline. Right now, we still don't know when restaurants will be able to go back to normal. And today's date is April the 22nd of 2020. The COVID-19 pandemic has definitely affected us. We do have pros with it and we have cons with it. Um, Obviously, this is a pandemic. It's awful that this is happening. But I've noticed with the more stay-at-home orders that each state is giving, the more orders I am getting for food delivery. Before COVID, you know, I wouldn't have as many orders. It was it was more of a struggle, really, to be a delivery driver. It really was. Doing that, you can bring home around $400 a week, and that's you working 40 hours a week. You're not really, like, you know, running your car into the ground. You're staying kind of, like, in idle. You're not just going out there, go-getting it. You're not go-getting it. Now, that's, that's just a normal chill back, relaxed week. It's 400 But, you know, you got to take your gas out of that. you got to take all your expenses. And then whenever COVID hit, you know, it, it went up. You know, it went up to, you know, like seven to 800 a week. Before I would try to work, I would try to get in a 40-hour work week, you know. And now, since COVID, I'm working even like 14-hour days. For many other essential workers, balancing that risk means trading time at home with their families for round-the-clock life in the office. Instead of leaving work and going home, we're having to stay here. From Florida. This is my converted office. into my. We had to leave the Airbnb. I guess uh, someone had rented it. But now we're in a hotel room, and that's okay, too. As long as we ain't outside. So I had to give us a nice little room here. To stay in, so I mean, you're not with your family, but you know, you still got a bed and all that, so. The hardest part, personally, would just have to be the isolation that I've experienced from my children. I have two daughters. Um, they aren't with me during all of this because I'm afraid that I would give them something, but I would, you know, get infected and, like, somehow infect them. So we're going to go work tonight, and... When I get off, we'll get back here and get settled in, get disinfected, and then get settled in. So that's the main thing that we don't like about having to change places each time during COVID is we have to, you know, make sure that we're disinfecting because I never know how the person before me is cleaning. So my daughters just called me and they are wanting some uh, goodies. So I'm gonna stop and get them some stuff. Now I'm gonna hop out. And now that I'm working and out there with, you know, interacting with people and how it's affecting me seeing my own children. So now when I pull up, I'll just have to get out and I won't be able to touch them or anything. We don't really do any touching or anything like that. And um, 
I'll set their stuff off to the side and they'll just grab it. And I always make them wear a mask when they come out to visit me and I'll wear mine as well. See y'all later, girls. I love you, Chloe. She Media also asked quarantines to document life now, especially distance learning. Although you would expect it to be less stressful because you'd have more time to do homework, somehow I feel like teachers have been compensating by giving us more work. For me, homeschooling has been really difficult. I've had a really hard time focusing. They also miss the fun stuff, especially sports. You're not only taking away just the exercise and the sports, but also a lot of those critical, you know, kind of social developmental models. Both of my daughters were homeschooled before COVID. So uh, COVID hasn't really affected my daughter's schooling at all. Um, They are still online every day as they were before. And so that's kind of good because it, it didn't like drastically change them, you know, in the middle of a school year. Hi, it's April 28th at about 4.40 in the morning. So it's a new day. We have our wipes, mask, and we're ready to start delivering. Now we're in drive throughs trying to pick up orders, and the line is 20 cars long. And you know that order can only be $4. And we're waiting 15 cars to get up there to get our order. And then we have to still drive it 15 minutes away. So it's hard. Um, you have to work all day and night to make it. One thing that's been pretty irritating these last couple of days is finding a place to use the restroom. Usually, you know, you can go into the restaurant that you're picking up an order from and use the restroom or the gas station, but it's like everybody's closing the rest their restrooms down. And so it's, yesterday it was so hard for me trying to find a place to use the restroom without going back to my hotel. And so that was a little different than normal, you know, because normally we don't have that problem. This morning, an important question. In the age of coronavirus, is it safe to get delivery? Dr. Simone Wilds, an infectious disease specialist, says order away. Her guidance? No contact with the delivery person. Thank you. You can just leave it. Contactless delivery is leaving the package or the food outside without having to directly speak with the person or individuals, and then they go out and collect the packages without any direct interaction. Um, it started bringing me down mentally, depressing me. Um, even like, you know, the contact with uh, customers, you know, you don't have that anymore. Um, you know, when you come up and you give them their food, there's interaction and that just all stopped. With much of the world on lockdown, the price of oil is plummeting as demand dries up today. A stunning first in history. A key U.S. oil benchmark crashed below zero, meaning some sellers are now actually willing to pay to get rid of crude oil because of oversupply. Here's a look at oil and gas prices. Definitely the gas um, prices, you know, that has went down. So we're able to keep the car, you know, totally stocked full of gas. Like everyone else probably is as well. So uh, that's been really nice for us with doing deliveries all day and night, you know, is, you know, having a lower price for gas. But then again, you know, the wear and tear on the car is definitely up. You know, um, we buy tires constantly. Um, We're constantly doing repairs on work. Within the last two months, we've spent over $5,000 on our car just in repairs. There's a view here in the Hoosier state that officials have flattened the curve of COVID-19 and that their health care facilities are not going to be overrun in the future. But confidence in Indianapolis does not necessarily resonate in parts of Indiana close to Chicago. 
in Porter County's Chesterton. It kind of just seems like the community is out living their best life. <laughs> um, it seems like they have an attitude here in Indiana. It's like, if you're strong enough to make it through COVID, you're strong enough to make it. And if you're not, sorry about your luck. I decided to come back to my family in the middle of the night last night. I was just thinking about it. It's been on my mind and I've thought about isolating, but I was thinking about how it could handle me financially, how it would deal with me financially. And, um, and you know, I've been monitoring my health every day. You know, I wake up and I take my temperature. I do that many a times a day. And so uh, late last night, in the middle of the night, I was just thinking and I'm just like, you know, I think that I'm going to talk to the girls tomorrow and see what, you know, my parents are thinking, see what my daughters are thinking and see if, if they're okay with it. I feel great. You know, I'm ready to, I needed to be around some people mentally and, you know, and all of that and financially. And so it was just time to um, wrap it up and just see where we can go from here. And, you know, as even the um, government, they're trying to do, you know, like small steps at a time. We're just going to do small steps here at a time. And I'm happy that I'm back around them and I'm just glad that I'm not alone now. <laughs>